conversations that come to you as an afterthought. This is But Seriously, We Mean It. We're just two curious people with lots to say about anything and everything. No, but seriously, we mean it. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about relationships. <laughs> Cut. Why are you laughing? Because sometimes I just feel like I'm ready to discard. <laughs> okay, yes. I Sorry. So I want us to talk about nurturing relationships in our lives and how important that is mm-hmm. and how certain relationships from when you were a child growing up can have an effect on your trauma responses or your mental illnesses, you know, or anything that affects you when you're an adult. So I think we must just delve into that and unpack it. Okay. <sighs> in their relationships, I think for me, platonic relationships specifically, mm-hmm. anything non-sexual mm. or romantic needs attention, mm-hmm. needs nurturing, needs just as much, if not more, attention than your, your romantic relationships. But we're not always present in those platonic relationships. We're not always aware that we need to nurture that relationship. It's like buying a plant. Mm-hmm. Buying a plant, there's a plant that, that thrives, mm-hmm. but it's about knowing the nature of low plant layer and what feeds, what, what are you feeding low, low plant layer and the tiny conditions are for it to thrive. So I think that our commitment to mm-hmm. our platonic relationships is not consistent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to come across as if we're never in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think nurturing something is also about understanding what you're doing that's not favoring Londolay that you're trying to nurture. I like that point because I actually wanted to speak about um, the fact that in certain relationships you'd always feel like you're never wrong. Um, it, it takes me back to a relationship of a mother and their child. Because mm. um, there's people that come out and say they feel like parents should learn to apologize more. And it's something that if I'm a parent and you're my child, you need to listen to what I'm saying and don't tell me that I'm wrong. Mm. And the, accounta- the lack of accountability often leads to um, the distance in that relationship. And I think sometimes parents don't know that sometimes if they apologize, we'll learn a pattern in our lives that people need to take accountability for their actions towards us. So I think for me, that's a big one in terms of re- nurturing those relationships. Maybe we need to unlearn the idea of mm. a, ma- a mother is always right or a dad is always right and the kid just has to sit there and listen. I'm not saying go out there and teach your <laughs> parents <laughs> or do something, but yeah. I think what you're saying also, have you noticed how even Angeline or Ekaya, you'll be, you almost know when they're sorry or when mm. they want to apologize, but you know you'll never get Yes, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do we normalize those things where it's okay for you to show me that you regret or there's an element of remorse, but you don't blatantly say it, well, I am sorry and I was because wrong. Because we don't want to take accountability. I feel like people, 
as soon as you take accountability and you come back to somebody and say, Ludia, what I did was really wrong. I'm really sorry for speaking to you in that manner. It seems as if it's taking away from something regarding that whole, like, I am at your mercy. Mm. I don't know how people take it, but it's just, it's really difficult for people to apologize. So they'll just come back and be nice, like, oh, I bought you like a, a, a sweet or whatever. <laughs> Especially parents, you just see they changed behavior and they start being nice and you're like, oh, okay, it means we're cool. But they never really apologized, which worries me. And the role of communication in all of this for me is highly underrated mm -hmm. and incredibly important. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes to your detriment that mm. and because you're not willing to voice it out, you are creating this pattern yet again. You sit with issues that you have and you don't address them. Mm. And because mm. there is no channel for you mm -hmm. to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's difficult for you to acknowledge that you're not being good at communicating the things that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to that mother and daughter relationship you're mm -hmm. talking about, or mother and child. If I know, you sometimes you feel pain, mm -hmm. but you feel like as soon as you communicate it, it will be reduced to you just being sensitive mm -hmm. or you just being emotional. Mm -hmm or you just starting again, wanting to be a center of attention. Mm. There's so many scenarios mm. that play out mm. So how do we nurture our platonic relationships and put ourselves first? Or maybe not necessarily put ourselves first, but choose ourselves. You choose yourself and yet nurture this relationship. It, it, it becomes difficult because in choosing yourself, there's certain behaviors and there's certain things that people do that will make you not want to nurture that relationship anymore because you've decided to choose yourself. Mm. When you are um, committed to maybe building a friendship or building mm. a family bond or whatever, it's very difficult to often be on the side of saying, oh, I'm going to choose myself. Mm. Because it always seems as if you have to sacrifice something for the relationship with your friend, with your partner, with your mom to work. Mm. It's this thing of people not um, taking people's wrongdoings and, and making them account for them. It's always this thing of, oh, we know Ludo is like that. Mm. Like Ludo is never going to text you and say that I've cancelled. We know her. Mm. We are making excuses for people to continue doing what they're doing in our lives and accepting it, and therefore we're still not choosing ourselves. I, I it's really, <laughs> it's hectic. It's hectic and also, I wanna talk, you mentioned something that triggered a thought. You said compromise, oh, you said sacrifice. Mm, mm. So I want us to talk about sacrifice versus, versus compromise. compromise. And some of the extreme cases where you find yourself continuously giving to the point where you're exhausted because you've been giving. And now your cup is empty. Mm -hmm. You've got nothing more to give. And the expectation is that continue to give because mm -hmm. you assumed the role of giving, of giving. from the get-go. Yeah. How do you detach yourself or rid yourself 
of that role of being the giver, even at a point where you now feel the need to receive. Because mm. at that point in your life, you've got nothing to give. I think for me, the difference between compromise and sacrifice, I think uh, we sometimes confuse it though. Because mm. I think when you're compromising, you, you're saying, okay, cool, he doesn't, or, or my mom doesn't like me not going to church. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to church twice a, a month, mm-hmm. just so that we can both respect each other. Mm-hmm. Sacrificing is you living a life that you are not comfortable with because you have to make the other people happy. Um, so I was saying that when you continue to give, mm-hmm. it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. But the expectation is that you must give mm-hmm. because you've assumed the role of giving. Mm-hmm. But what happens when your cup is completely empty and you've got nothing more to give? When is it time to pull the plug? I think whenever it feels like it's not, whenever it feels like it's not fulfilling or benefiting you. Sometimes it's hard, especially if it's family, because I, I always see people saying, like, family causes them the biggest heartbreak. Mm. But saying that you're going to separate from your family is just, for me, it's difficult. Because mm. what if it's people that you live with mm. and you're saying you want to cut the cord? It's easy when it's friendships or, or relationships or, like, a boyfriend and girlfriend. But if it's your mom, how do you give up on your mom? That is wild. There's something that I think we need to consider. When we talk about compromise, sacrifice, are you noticing that we are very negative Mm. in our approach and yet we are talking about nurturing? Mm. Perhaps sometimes that's the problem, that we don't look at our problems from a place of wanting to really sincerely find solutions, Mm -hmm. we just want a way out. Maybe that's the case. But other times, it's just a matter of changing perspective. Mm. And I'm not saying stay in relationships that don't serve you Mm. anymore, Mm. Mm. but question yourself and your intentions in interrogating the problems that you're facing in that space. When you have someone you truly love, you commit to solving the issues that you have, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And you continue to do this, so long as you're choosing this relationship, you do it consistently. If it's your mother, you consistently choose your mother. You're consistently there to communicate with them when you're not happy. I I, I hear what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I feel like in certain situations, it's very difficult to say that you're going to constantly choose your mom. I've seen situations where people want to choose their moms. They want to make it work. They want to communicate with their moms. It's very difficult when somebody's not giving you that same energy back. If your mom is um, saying that I am going to be in, in your life when it suits me, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not gonna be present, but when I come back, you have to accept me because I'm your mom. Mm-hmm. I think for me, emotionally, for the other person, that's unfair. True, I agree with you. So the thing is, with with the way that I'm playing it out in my head, it's not to say that, remember, a relationship is never Mm one-sided. But I'm saying for both parties involved, assume the responsibility for this relationship. Choose this relationship. That's why I said choose this relationship and not necessarily 
to say you are going to just choose this person because mm. you have to choose yourself as well. Mm. But choosing the relationship means agreeing to create a climate where we can both exist, mm -hmm. both be happy, both thrive. And sometimes that requires you to go to those uncomfortable places where you don't want to talk about certain things because it's always nice to be happy, mm. but it's nicer to be genuine and to know mm. that we are okay because we're really cool and we're not pretending. And we're working towards being okay. I think in that case, both parties have to want to make it work. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Even with your mom, even with your, your romantic partner, you have to have somebody that's willing to go through the uncomfortable mm -hmm. truths, somebody that's willing to, to speak on things so that when you guys gel, it's not forced, right? Mm. So we have to be honest with, with each other every step of the way even if the person is your mom. Mm. You have to maybe, like if you've had enough, you have to tell them, listen, I think emotionally, because sometimes people go, they, get in, they are in abusive relationships with their parents, because mm. their parents constantly abandon and reject them, but when it's like absent dads, this thing of I will come back when it suits me because kids genuinely love their dads so it's okay for you to just leave for whenever you want to leave for and then when you come back i have to be like oh at least i have a dad mm. so i think we need to people are allowed to say okay you know what i'm not saying i'm disowning them because of my own reasons but because of my mental health i will not be able to take the abuse mm. and that mental health that rejection oh my goodness you mentioned so many layers relationships are complex mm -hmm. yeah The rejection for me is a big deal. Mm -hmm. I think because it also takes me <coughs> quite a while to open up and mm. let you in. And it almost feels like a huge warm hug mm. when you embrace me. Yes. As I, as I say, here mm. I am, mm. as flawed as I am, mm -hmm. I am trusting you with my heart and just trusting that you will not... Mm -hmm break it and i don't I, I i honestly till this day i i don't think people understand what abandonment and rejection can do to somebody mm. because i think sometimes when we do things we just do them because it it it, it it's okay for me and it it benefits me but i think rejection especially if you had i like other ideas of how things are going to play out that for me can actually it, that can destroy someone mm -hmm. and it can actually make them not be able to see things in a different perspective even when they are even when they are being like loved mm -hmm. it's very diff it's very difficult to come back from that i like i like the approach of nurturing um relationships through understanding people's love languages and i know there's been a whole hoo-ha and a whole hype around this mm -hmm. and and i was like it's so funny how there's almost like a, a phase where we term things mm. that have mm. always been. Yeah. And I think maybe that makes us realize the things that really matter and truly matter to us when we do that. But also understanding that that means that they will also feel encouraged to understand how you want to be loved. You want to be loved yeah. And so if gifting is a thing, then yeah 
Come on, darling. Get me all those <laughs> food is their thing. Yeah. And as soon as we realize that you don't you don't just do that with romantic relationships, you do that consistently with all of your relationships. And ask yourself this. If you have been consistently on the receiving end, mm. when will it be your turn to give? To give. Because there's no way mm. at some point you also have to, have give. to give. I think in terms of the, the love languages, people sometimes, it's almost as if, we, especially this, this culture of, of us young people, we've created this thing of if you are in a relationship or or whatever relationship that you're in, you have to be loved this way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people don't understand that you can be loved differently and it's okay for you to accept that love. Mm -hmm. So now when you are in, you with someone and then that person is not buying you a Gucci bag, mm -hmm. it almost feels as if, okay, he doesn't love me enough. Mm -hmm. But you don't understand that your love language was not gifting in the first place. Mm -hmm. You just saw it, you saw, you saw other people doing it and you were like, oh, actually, I think that I deserve such things. So I think we need to also learn our own languages by being able to give ourselves those things before we expect them from other mm. people. Someone once explained the lyrics to Lyra's song and mm. they said, there's only two things where everything that you do in your life stem from. Mm. It's love and fear. Anything positive stems from love. Mm. Anything negative stems from fear. Whether you're feeling hate, it's from fear. Whether you're feeling anxious, it's from fear. Whatever negative emotion you're feeling stems from fear, and whatever positive emotion you're feeling stems from love. And when you say give from a place of love, that's what it means. Mm. Give without fear. Mm -hmm. And that's why some of our relationships are not going to see the success that we want to see because we give from a place of fear. Mm. And even when we engage with people, we engage from a place of fear. And that place of love only exists in our head and it's not deep in the depths of our hearts mm. because that's not where the love is coming from. Our love comes from a place of fear. Okay, that's, that's deep. I think for me as well, I went back and listened to that song and I listened mm. to the lyrics of the song and I was like, ooh. And she, she speaks about how uh, let love enjoy being it, and all of those positive things that she says and that uh, she's a child born of love, so let love remain in our hearts and our mind and all of that. So for me, it truly embodies what love should, what love should look like mm -hmm. and what love should not look like. Mm. And maybe that's what we need to start thinking about, that the people that we say we love, are we loving them from a positive place or is it always from a negative place? It will depend on how your relationship was structured in the first place. If you have a relationship based on abandonment by your parent, you will always love them from a place of fear because you'll be afraid that I could be loving you this much, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hmm. So it depends on the way, what the base of the relationship is. And I think sometimes, if you, especially if you think you're a good person, when it comes to um, acknowledging certain things about your relationships, it always comes from a place of self-righteousness. Mm. Like everybody else has done you wrong. You're always, you might be a good person, but there, is, there are certain things that you have contributed 
in things not working out the way they should mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Because there's nobody who can just say that I'm always doing the best that I can in my relationships. There's flaws mm -hmm. in everyone. So if we can take away the self-righteousness part of it and look at ourselves as human beings, mm. then I think maybe in terms of confronting situations in our relationships, we could be able to do better. So I think for me, moving forward in my relationships, I think what I need to do is learn to accept love. I need to learn to accept that I deserve to be loved and I deserve to be loved right. So I, that's what I want to accept and that's what I want to unlearn the idea of toxicity. What is it? Toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think going forward in my relationships, I will learn to find the positive out of these uncomfortable mm -hmm. situations and not constantly feel like I must defend myself immediately mm -hmm. or it's time to run or lock the doors, it's mm -hmm. danger, but just love from a place of positivity. I like that. To positive relationships. Ding! <laughs> That's it for this week. Catch us next time on But Seriously We Mean It when we have conversations that come to you as an afterthought.